0: All right, guys. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Back. Hey, hey. Hi. Hey. Hey, Brooks.
1: Hey, B. Who are this you? Is Allie. Allie Bouchouin. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. been a while. I don't remember what to do. I know. Um, what, what do we say? And oh, we say, welcome to Yogi and Me. Oh, okay. Let's start over again, please. Okay. <clears throat>
0: Hi, I'm Bea Brooks.
1: And I'm Allie Bourgeois.
0: Welcome to Yogi and the
1: Bee. Welcome, everybody. Yay. Let's explain Hopefully. why the sound is weird, just because people get really weird about sound. I mean, the s- they'll turn it off if they're like, that was weird. Um, B, just last minute doesn't have power in her house. And, you know, anyone else in the world would have said, bless your heart, let's try this again later on in the week. I said, take the Wi-Fi off of the house, get Wi-Fi, get your earbuds. Let's get going. I'm just that girl. So it's going to be a little weird and it's my fault. Please accept my apologies. Wait, who do we have here? Is there somebody else on here? Today? Guys. We are
0: barely making it with Wi-Fi, and we've got our we've got a guest today, and we're hoping that it's going to be clear and good. Uh yes. Uh, today we have none other than Lisa Pierce, dear, dear, dear friend of many, many, many years, and also principal of A.Z. Kelsey School in Griffin spaulding school district and welcome lisa
1: hey Hey, welcome good to see you again lisa
2: thank you for having me
1: um AZ, az kelsey strong
0: azk
2: strong baby azk sorry okay
0: so um Lisa, if you would, please um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background, how long you've been in education, kind of your path of how you got here.
2: Well, this is my 25th year. Um, wow. A majority of it has been in high school. Um, I started out coaching and um, ended up in leadership. I was an AP for assistant principal for Um, almost five years. And this is my first year as a principal.
1: Wow. Yeah. Principal. That is, that's like, wow. That is amazing. What, what led you to being a principal? uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, it's just what you just, you
2: just keep trying to strive to be better. Um, And it's more of a, I think a calling if you're in these positions and, um, there's really not one definitive answer, but, um, I, you know, this is my first year and I'm in a non-traditional setting. Um, I really feel like this is a calling for me. Um, I feel like I've been non-traditional for so long in the way I do think. So it's different.
0: And what you mean by non-traditional for those that aren't in the education, pro, education background, What what does that mean?
2: Non traditional means I'm an alternative school. I serve sixth grade through twelfth grade, and I also have an academy. And you have to apply to get into it. It's a uh, another non traditional uh, setting where students can come in a smaller environment. Um, it's more student centered, um, more personalized learning plans. We're trying to get them in college to be college and career ready. I think um, a lot of the traditional schools. Uh, push. And I think parents have this perception that every kid has got to go to college when um, now we're trying to get our students uh, industry certified and get them in the workforce um, because they are our future. Mm
1: -hmm. Ah, That is amazing. Allison, do you remember um,
0: like when we were in high school in DeKalb County, there was the um, alternative school. It it was over on Northridge Hills Road, kind of by my home high school. And it's kind of where the kids went that, you know, had trouble making it in the regular, regular school and curriculum.
1: I was not familiar with that in oh. Atlanta, but they did have one in Madison that was quite impressive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. ladies, don't you think we would all be an alternative school if we got caught doing half the stuff we did in high school? Uh Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Lisa,
2: I mean, our kids just made a few bad decisions. That's it. I mean, come on. They come over here and, you know, we have a clean slate. I'm just trying to get them back in. I'm just trying to make them productive citizens of the world.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I know. And so, uh, yes,
0: to your question earlier, uh, probably. I may have been valedictorian at the alternative school. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I got a few of those. (laughs) Um, anyway uh, I know that um uh, so I do think it's interesting when you said um citizenship I I noticed that that was on your um what school mission or logo or you know what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. on your Facebook page that's part of your your culture
2: yes right culture she's over here yes right um Culture. I mean, to me, I think that that is probably the most important thing when you're building a school. Um, your culture, and if you're not speaking to it every day, and that's from your teachers to your custodians, to the students and the parents that walk in your building, uh, we're trying to create a community over here where, um, you know, we're we're trying we're changing the trajectory of of lives over here. We have some. Um, students who are of Hispanic descent. And this might be the they might be the first time graduate in their family. Um, But being able to get back in the workforce or go into college or um, some sort of career is very important to my students. Um, And I drill into my teachers that, you know, I have to see things in my teachers that they have not yet seen in them to make them be leaders in the school. The teachers have to do the same thing to our students. They've got to see in our students what they can't see in themselves yet so it's just in, it's that vision casting that belief system with um, I mean we're very low it's, it's poverty there's a little poverty involved over here we're a title one school if you don't know what that means that I means it's just uh very low economic standing status um, and uh, so yeah our kids come to us with a lot of environmental factors weighing them down um, from I don't know where they slept. It might be group home. It might be, we have, you know, gang activity. We have um, a lot of things that, you know, can pull them in the opposite direction. So keeping them in school and keeping them engaged um, is very important for me Yeah, and my teacher.
1: Very impressive. My
0: gosh. Yeah. And what's so cool is I think, like you said, building the culture. Well, first of all, that's just like, The new hashtag, if you will, whether it's in school or corporations or the business world, the corporate world, it's all about Mm -hmm. culture. And it's so cool because if it had ever been thought about or discussed earlier, you know, I don't know. It's just it's so important. But anyway, I got sidetracked. So you start with your teacher's.
2: With my teachers, I do a lot of um, personalized things like, you know, from potlucks where we'll all come together and eat together. Food brings teachers together. I don't know if y'all know that, but if if you're going to. Candy,
1: candy. uh,
2: Food, candy. um, Really going. We started with our leadership retreat and we're going with the theme Beat the Odds. And it's, uh, it's cause it's the 80 to one long shot. Um, and it's based on rich strike. I don't know if y'all remember the Kentucky Derby when the horse, oh. <laughs> the horse was put in at the last minute, rich strike. And he never won a race and he, he won the Kentucky Derby. It was the 80 to one long shot. Um, and that's our theme this year with um, we're going to invest in our kids and our teachers, you know, we're going to We might be a long shot, but it's it's starting with us and we came together and we did a lot of leadership activities with um, around that theme. Yeah,
0: that's so awesome. Because um, I know um, you quote or you put on social media a lot of your um, leader uh, mentors that you follow, mm-hmm. whether it be a book or a conference you've been to. Yes um and so that was that was one of them the Kentucky Derby guy
2: yeah that was one of them um that was one of a few of them but it was you know we take a lot and uh we pour into our teachers I think if if your teachers are happy and you've got a strong staff and you pour into them that makes the whole that makes a difference the teachers have got to know you care about them you're invested in them I'm here working on English language American lit standards for my ELA teachers so they just have to know that you're rolling up your sleeves with them and and you're doing the work and and doing the work in in this setting in this school setting an alternative school setting an academy it's not the same you gotta you right. gotta treat it and hold the bar high yeah well it's I mean just from having
0: been a teacher if you don't have support and it's, there's not good morale you you've got nothing and it. It's just a trickle effect all the way down to your students, and it shows. So, that's good job. Yeah, thank you. And um, I know
2: you had. It looks like you had a successful open house this week. I believe we had more that that attended than they ever have. We um, there have there's you know with COVID they just dumped school supplies in buildings. And there was nowhere to put it. And when I tell you they dumped it, I'm talking thousands of backpacks, book bags, paper, pens, pencils. And we don't have the population to just get rid of it as fast as we would like to. So part of our open house is when they, um, they went into our commons, or cafeteria area, we put all of that school supplies out on tables. And they could shop for their families. So they didn't have to have a kid that came here. It could just be in the community. So if they had five kids, go get a backpack, stuff it, take what you need. Um, wow. We fed them uh we it was and that was that community builder i wanted them we're trying to change the narrative here so to get people in our building feed them give them what they need and meet them where they're at um that's important for me uh we're creating a closet so if kids you know may not have slept at home that night they could come in and we can wash their clothes we can give them food on friday when they leave they have everything they need at least a meal uh for the weekend Uh, it's just a lot of stuff i mean just trying to meet our community where they are. And speaking of, uh, you
0: know, your kids are probably um, maybe a little angry or resentful that they are coming to you.
2: Yes, Um, they're very mad that they got caught with um, either a gun or, you know, vaping paraphernalia or (laughs) so they get with us. But what you find when you come over here is that you have a lower class to teacher student ratio um, because we've got to reach our kids and they've got to know we care first. We have a lot of we establish relationships first. So what happens, they get over here with us and they don't want to go back to their school. Right. um it will stay and that's a good problem to have um how
1: long i mean what what is the process if someone is sent to your school do they know that they have you know so many months they, or a year
2: they usually have to go through a tribunal um where the school is is sending them to the alternative school so it and it could be a, a a number of factors from you know fighting to um drug paraphernalia uh weapons uh, so it just depends on what it is. But when they get to us, they go through a tribunal process and they're either sent over here a semester, a year or a year plus one, or plus a semester. And it sounds really like the, the this prison talk here, but I hate that. But the two systems are a lot alike. Um, you know, my goal is to to try to, to, to stop the pipeline and to help, the, you know, change recidivism and all that. Those big terms mean just we're trying to change the trajectory of the child. So I also have, you know, kids that are waiting adjudication, they've committed a felony, and they can't go back to their base school. So they really can't come to me yet. I'm just holding them. But um, we're we're in the process now of kind of changing and tweaking some things. But we have, we're saving a lot of kids. I mean, and we're working on that whole child that since COVID, what I have found is our kids, they don't have that self-regulation like we have, you know, like we know how we know that self. We know when we're about to explode. We know this. We have kids who are just popping off. You see an increase in aggressive behaviors, and that we lost that self regulation, that self awareness somewhere in COVID, and we're seeing an escalation in behaviors with a lot of our kids.
1: And I, I know that um, from other teachers as well, and that people mm-hmm. have left schools and gone to different schools to try to have more of a relationship with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, uh, I know when we've talked,
0: you know, personally, just catching up, you've talked about how you, um, will have to maybe, you know, call the kid in your office and just let his day is spent right beside your desk. And like, you're going to do it or not, dude. Like, let's get get your job done. Let's do your work. And you just sit there and they sit right by you all day.
2: We had a young lady who was pregnant. We had two graduates. One had twins and one had a newborn. And I told her before she went out in March, I'm like, don't let the baby stop you from finishing your senior year. I mean, she only had two months left. You still have some work to do, but don't let that stop you. You graduate without a high school degree. That's a that's a $20,000 difference in salary. You'll always be entry level. Um, so she called me to the carpet. Um, it was time to come back in. She was off her bed rest and uh, she brought the baby in and we sat there. There's a bunch of mothers up here. So we held the baby all day. It was just Uh-oh. one of those things. Yeah, it was nice. So we had to do that a couple
1: of times. Yeah. You know, at Decatur High School, I don't know if y'all remember this, um, Bill. His last name was Funk. He was the principal and he opened up a um, daycare. I thought that was so amazing. That was back in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was ahead of his time.
0: I remember driving by and like seeing the. It was like a toddler playground on the Mm -hmm. backside of the school. And um, I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was amazing.
0: Gosh. Yeah. Same type of thing. Well, So cool. Um, and I find it interesting, Lisa, I mean, <laughs> obviously a lot of my good friends are, are athletes and I tried, but anyway, just, it wasn't my calling, but, um, that was unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> I do find it interesting though. Um, and you were a softball coach for many years and it's, mm-hmm. um, do you think well, and you, you are an athlete yourself. Sorry. Back to what I said. Um, do you think, how do you think that has played out in your professional career uh, and team work, culture, motivation, whether as an athlete or as a coach, do you think um, it's, it's been
2: helpful or transferred over to your role as a principal? Absolutely. Um And I I think that playing for good teams and then coaching for state playoffs and all of that, that is it's not just a game. It teaches you how to hold the bar high for people. Yeah. It teaches you how to vision cast. Like I told the teachers, I don't want to be just an alternative school. I want to be the best one in the state. So being able to just project that onto my teachers and holding, you know, just like a coach holds a player accountable. And when they screw up, they can call them out. I'm not doing anything different than I'm not doing with my teachers. You know, I'm holding them to high expectations, pushing them when they don't want to be pushed. Right. Um, you know, be in that top 10 percent, that upper escalon, that whole efficacy piece. You know, it's hard to get people to go to the edge because they want to resort back into their comfort zone. But I, probably y'all can relate to this doing this podcast. When you go to the edge and you step over that line into discomfort, that's where growth happens. That's where vulnerability. And kids won't follow you when you're coaching. Teachers won't follow you if you're an administrator, if you're not willing to go there yourself. So, you know, I, I pull them and I push them to discomfort. But, you know we're growing and that's That's how you grow. You got to uproot to be planted into something different. It's very lonely at the top, but it's open to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, tell uh,
0: Allison and our, our listeners how you kind of rocked the community's world down there at the end of last year and had your honors program. uh, And they were like, us, we, you want, and how meaningful it was it's so cool
2: well um maybe they've done this kind of in the past uh, it just probably wasn't as to the extent as i wanted it to be uh, you know some of our students they would have like traditional honors and stuff at regular school traditional schools well here we did we did an honors program for the alternative students we recognized their growth we recognized their leadership abilities we recognized their um you know, they're just a, a plethora of different things. It just, it just depended on what you wanted to acknowledge him from. But there was one student, two students in particular, that that's the first time he had ever been acknowledged publicly and his parents could come or grandparents sat there and watch their child yeah. get an award. Um, and I think that that's what I'm telling my team. Like if you're walking up and down the hall and you're looking in the classrooms, what I want my child in that class And then, don't we all want to recognize? We want our children recognized, whether you're good school, bad school, whatever it is. You, you, every parent or guardian wants their child recognized. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that probably changed changed their world forever. Quite frankly, you know.
2: Yeah, there are a couple that are not going to go back to their base schools. They're just going to stay with us because that's just in the best interest of their future. So we're holding on to them here. We're going to get them involved and I'm going to send them over to um, Southern Crescent, which is our GR, they call it GRCCA, where the, our students can get some industry certification. And when they graduate, they are actually going they're already, they might already be signed. They, they, already might, they might have a contract. Like if you go into nursing now and Wellstar is out there on site offering contracts to our students who are, you know, getting certified in nursing, welding, engineering, aviation. So there's a lot of opportunity out there for them
1: that's yeah. incredible wow
0: and you know not traditional you're not we don't have to get a 1280 on the sat and uh get accepted to georgia or auburn go be an electrician and you'll do great and you'll always have a job and you'll make great money
2: that's and you're right. great
0: you know that's right
2: yeah Yep. You, certified forklift uh, operator. I mean, they're signing, you're making 20 plus dollars an hour. That's, you know, some of them are signing on with $50,000 contracts just in carpentry. I mean, it's, it's amazing what's out there.
1: Lisa, when does your day end and how do you turn it off to get sleep at night? I just, I would <laughs> think that you would have so many, oh my gosh, how do you do it?
0: <clears throat> well, and, and she has two boys,
1: <laughs> two boys. How old are your boys now? I've seen pictures of 19. Um, OK, 19 and um 16. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Wow.
2: remember those
1: years, Elsa? I'm still trying to get over them. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's...
1: when you go home, you have to make the dinner you have to um, do all of that get them to do their homework get them to their practices or is your partner helping you with all that
2: oh yeah it's just 100 100 it's not 50 50 so we, we all yeah. know what we we all know where we have to pitch in to make it work yeah um so we know what the expectations are so we don't set ourselves up for failure um i'm very very appreciative that our kids can drive now and we're not burning at both ends, trying to get him to practice. So that's, that's good.
1: That is good. Yeah. Yeah. What are their
2: sports? Soccer is the older one. That's Will, and he is going to LaGrange. He plays on, he is, he plays for LaGrange college. So he's starting back in a couple of weeks. Brooks is, um, he is a junior. He'll be a junior and he wrestles and he's into his church and his youth group. And he's just all over the place. He's my little extrovert.
1: <laughs> nice, Brooksie. He's Mr. Popularity. He uh, really is. Yeah, yeah. It's cutie. And it, it, it's, I just and we'll, thought about
2: this: that it's Brooks. We live in Brooks, and you're a Brooks. I, I didn't plan that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know how I, feel like, I
0: I told my dad um, that that Brooks was named after us. Uh, That's even though okay, I though. Knew he wasn't but it, I think it sounded great I thought it was great yeah it's a connection um Elisa uh, oh, it's hard I say Alicia. I see uh I know you have several but if you if you kind of had one top goal for your new school year coming up what do you what what you thinking
2: our goal for this school year yeah um well, maintain our graduation rate, which yes. we, uh, 95% of our students graduate this year. Awesome. Um, it's not official, but unofficially. And then I would like to see our students. Um, I want to see them excel in the classroom. And we measure, we measure what good looks like with assessments and the EOCs and the Georgia milestones. But it can't be... There has to be a higher expectation for our students. I want to see them be successful over here, get them on track, ready to graduate, um, and go out and be productive citizens, not in just the community, but in a global community. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's what I want. I want to be the best non-traditional school in the state of Georgia. That's what I want. That's right. That's right. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) I'm fired up. (laughs) yeah that's what, that's, what you want. that's right um well i think it'll happen and i think it's great what you do and i think it's cool that you you know some some folks might be like oh i gotta sign the alternative school but
2: you turn it around and i think it's awesome it's a sweet gig it's a it's sweet a gig sweet I, I, people don't understand you got like 10 kids in a classroom um yes, the wow. hours are great uh and then at the academy our kids are coming monday through thursday fridays are virtual i mean and, uh, you don't it's a sweet gig over here I, i'm kind of happy with the situation but right. we got a strong teaching staff this year and um i think they figured it out they're like okay this isn't bad i, I think i like the direction of this ship okay yeah that's, that's right
1: may, may i ask y'all how you met oh me oh yes <laughs> yes
0: well through a mutual friend. we that's what I used to tell my mom uh, through a mutual friend um <laughs> I yeah well it kind of was through a mutual friend I think it may have been through Jackie yeah it was or it was yeah I thought you were stuck up I Thought you were mean and sure. then there's that again yeah <laughs> Apparently, I give a mean first impression. Allison, remember when you were five and you wondered if I liked you?
1: You were mean. Okay. The the first time I met you, you made me feel like I was I was in your house and you didn't want me to be in your house. So I I know what you're talking about, Lisa.
2: And it's this look right here, Allie. It's like,
1: yes, that is totally I wish that that, look. Yeah. That's the look she just, uh, yeah, it's hard to see it um, when you're listening, but it is looking (laughs) down on you. Yes. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) Things I'm working on in my later years.
1: Maybe it's Um, the nose. I think the nose. Maybe she has to look up (laughs) over the nose. What would you say it is, Lisa? (laughs) Not my (laughs) nose? nose.
0: But what is
1: the eyes? It's those possum eyes. Possum eyes. Is that what you said? Oh, my gosh. Okay, We need a picture of that. Um, Let me do a screenshot. Uh, Let's get up closer. Here we go. I can't see
0: y'all. So, oh, wow. There
1: I am. Okay. So how did y'all meet? Few a mu- mutual friends, um, I would go and watch her play softball. And Lisa
0: was on the team. Okay. And we just started hanging out and we, we had did. fun we and did. it was awesome. And she grew up not too far from here.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. here is dictator. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There are people binary. that are married. listening from England right now, so. Okay, yeah, so Stone good, Mountain. Good information. You know, always Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, kind of had a a guy friend um, uh, who went to Stone Mountain. Wayne Offenhauer.
0: Was he your boyfriend?
1: He was. He was my camp boyfriend. <laughs> but we we've mentioned him before. From I camp know. Premier. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't know if we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I think everyone at camp thought we were. But I don't think we were <clears throat> nicest guy in the world. So did, oh. you didn't go to Stone Mountain High School? No, um, okay,
2: okay, okay. I went to. I was more. I was a Parkview view grad, um, but I would sit on my rooftops. I was somebody, not all the rooftops. <laughs> one, Just one. And I would I, uh, my neighborhood, and we would watch the laser show every night because you could <gasps> see it from our house.
1: That's incredible. Um, I want to dance to with somebody. Do that. I hated it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I you went know? one time and it was uh, I was very hot. I just remember being very hot and uncomfortable. Oh, the laser yeah. show? Yes. Oh god. We we had to go all the time with the uh
0: yeah. grand niece's and nephews. Oh. And then you know, mom lived right there at the base of it. So it was that's popular.
1: right. OK, yeah. back to y'all. Uh So y'all, you met through a mutual friend and the softball and arena arena. And then y'all were friends. Oh,
0: yeah. And then we kind of got reconnected at Georgia State. There you go. OK. Uh huh. OK. And then have just hung on ever since you know she's she's one of the she's who went to
1: new york with me yes Uh yes absolutely (laughs) loved that loved hearing about that do you want to add anything um to the story of the (laughs) rickshaws and rooftops how about the rickshaw riding around town alicia we had that guy around our
0: finger wrapped around our finger really did
2: it sounds We like spent so much money. You did not say that, though. Ridiculous. Do you know how much it costs? It's ten dollars a minute. Ten dollars a minute. That little man took us around the city. But wait, you know wait, what? wait, wait. Hear.
1: Wendy is yes. ten dollars a minute. I would yep. be. I would be off in five minutes, max. <laughs> well, guess what? We didn't do it one time. We did it five times. Okay. <laughs> Because how much was how much trip. was that i'm not good at math lisa don't, come on help me don't out don't worry about I it don't I worry about
2: reveal it. that information for fear of someone that i know listening to yeah. this podcast oh but i will yeah. say that it was worth every dime we sang at the top of our lungs we had <laughs> the this we i think people thought we were famous well y'all are i think i mean whitney houston came on frank sinatra and all that the people were singing with us i'm, I'm oh. pretty sure that was our famous moment
1: would be this- nice if y'all saw on instagram a video of y'all in the rickshaw
2: there were people recording i'll just they're, go ahead
1: and they're start.
2: out
1: there yeah they
0: there the, we lit the city up
1: of course you did do you have an <laughs> upper lip lisa You know, she's kind of obsessed with it because we sit here and look at each other like this, and it's horrific. Um, I think she's got more.
0: I think, okay, so it's my eyes and my nose, and now why don't I just start over?
1: (laughs) You know what I want from B? I want her to go back to a redhead. What's the blonde thing all about? Come on, you're a redhead. How do you feel about fire that? fire in the hole? I mean, I agree, where babe. is the redhead? Oh, she really? Gets OK, she
0: gets like that. I'm going to I'm going to take, pic- take a picture. Take a. Oh, I've got that picture. I sent you your last hair night.
1: hair dude and just say I this is my color.
0: Okay. okay. Well, he knows because he's been doing it for about okay. forty years. Okay. But
1: yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your 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 <laughs> What's your color, Lisa? Is it yellow uh, with a with a a rim? A brunette. She's wearing, wearing a. a uh, she's wearing a hat.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah a, I, I'm aware. Oh, there you print. are. Okay. Yeah. She's nice. she's typically a blonde. If you look at her bitmoji. Check out this picture, ladies. I just sent you. I mean, that's red back in the day, right? How you doing? How you
1: doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's like a Ralph LaChia That needs to be that when you call me. That's going to be popping up, okay? Yeah,
0: boo. I'll tell you a story about that later. Lisa, we wish you a super super successful school year and we thank you so much for joining us today on yogi and the b
1: thank you so much lisa you are amazing and sharing yes. your time when you're so busy getting ready for school you are a rock star keep it up rock it out of so the park azk bubbles
0: <laughs> and bye-bye
1: namaste and just won't eat and well. hang out in the coolest bars in the VIP with the movie stars every good gold digger's gonna wind up there every playboy bunny with a bleach blonde hair and we we'll, hey,